welcome to the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast. The opinions and ideas expressed on this show are solely those of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com and its guests. This is the very best of professional wrestling, both independent and mainstream. You already know what it is, and you already know exactly where you've reached the number one up-and-coming professional wrestling podcast broadcast right here from New York City and heard all over the world. This is the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Hubbard. What up, though? It is WrestleMania weekend, Friday, April 5th, 2019, and we have another big-time show in store for you tonight. And before I introduce not one, but my two special guests, I want to make sure all my business owners out there know that to project yourself in the best possible light on the internet is to do it with Hoskraya.com. I'm talking about web platforming, web development, everything you need to make sure your business comes across in the best possible way. That's H-A-A-S-C-R-E-A.com, Hoskraya.com, because we love tech. For all my listeners listening in the New York area who are looking for a really top-notch meal, make sure you check out the Chipper Truck Cafe located in two locations, 232 Fifth Avenue in Pelham, New York, as well as 651 McLean Avenue in Yonkers, New York. Their phone number is 914-278-9933. They have dine-in, they have dine-out, and they have free delivery. Check them out right now for the best meal you'll have in a long time. The Chipper Truck Cafe in Yonkers and Pelham, New York. And last but not least, for everybody like me who likes to drop off their laundry and not have to worry about that wash and dry and fold, go to Becky Bubbles Laundry Center located at 3 Huguenot Street in New Rochelle, New York. If you go to Becky Bubbles and drop off your laundry and say the special code Hubbard Suplex, you will get 10% off your drop-off laundry service. So once again, that's Becky Bubbles Laundry Center, 3 Huguenot Street, New Rochelle, New York. And let them know that Hubbard Wrestling Weekly sent you. You know something? This is such an amazing weekend that we are about to embark on. It's WrestleMania weekend, Friday, April 5th, 2019. So happy to be with you once again. My name is Sean Hubbard. I am the founder, chief editor, and host of Hubbard Wrestling Weekly. And like I said earlier, we have two big-time guests in store for you tonight. Man, I'm telling you, you talk about WrestleMania on Sunday. You talk about NXT TakeOver tonight, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano for the vacant NXT Championship. You got G1 Supercard from Madison Square Garden, the Ring of Honor Championship on the line in a triple threat ladder match. Unbelievable. IWGP world title is going to be on the line. It's going to be a crazy, crazy weekend. House of Glory is having a show. MLW, Impact Wrestling, Shimmer is doing back-to-back shows. And speaking of Shimmer, I'm going to introduce you to my second special guest in just one minute. But first, I want to introduce you to my guest co-host, for this particular episode of the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast. He is the founder and chief editor of Bodyslam.net. I work with him over there in his editorial department. 
putting out some good content. I'm telling you something, Bodyslam.net is really doing their thing when it comes to wrestling news, wrestling rumors. They are keeping you up to date on the latest and best when it comes to pro wrestling and everything it entails. I have with me tonight as the guest co-host for tonight's episode of Hashtag HW Weekly Podcast. He is Cassidy Haynes. And like I said, talking about Shimmer Wrestling, our guest tonight is none other than a woman who is quickly on the rise. She graduated wrestling under the tutelage of her mentor and trainer, the five-time WCW champion, six-time overall champion, the WWE Hall of Famer, the man who tomorrow night at WWE Hall of Fame will become a two-time Hall of Famer as he's about to be inducted as part of Harlem Heat and his brother Stevie Ray into the WWE Hall of Fame. I mean, when you learn under the learning tree of Booker T, you are destined to be one of the best in the world. And this woman who is my guest on this show tonight on WrestleMania weekend, I believe will make it to WrestleMania one day. And she is on the verge of going on a huge trip for three months in Japan to continue to polish her craft and learn and, and continue on her fast track and her rise to superstardom. And Shimmer Wrestling is currently where she resides. She has two big shows that's coming up this weekend. And she's going to be starring in both shows and doing tremendous things. She has the athleticism. She has the look. She has the charisma. She has the drive. She has the ability. And she is my guest on the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast tonight. She is wrestling superstar and Shimmer's own, the Renaissance woman, Hyan. So welcome once again, my guest co-host, Bodyslam.net's Cassidy Haynes and Shimmer Wrestling's Hi on. Welcome you both to the show, guys. Hi. How are you? Good, good. Welcome to ha happy to have you. What's going on with you? Nothing right now. Um, like I said earlier, like just driving to training. <laughs> absolutely. Kind of absolutely. getting ready for the shimmer weekend and part two. It's gonna be huge. It's gonna be huge. Big cast, what's going on with you, brother? Not much, man. Just you know, WrestleMania week, so it's busy, busy, busy. I think I've got pretty much shows every day from last weekend through next week, so it's it's, it's busy. Yo, it's crazy. I, I, lo I love how busy this time of year is, man. Us wrestling people, we got to make sure we keep it right, keep it tight, and we have somebody right now on the show with us that's going to continue that trend. Let's jump right into it. Hi, on You are one of the hottest names in professional wrestling right now. In a time where the women's evolution is at an all-time high, the women's evolution is not just about WWE. Let's get that out the way right here and now. The women's evolution is all over the place. And we're talking about Shimmer. We're talking about a woman right now who is revolutionizing the game. And we want to take you back to your debut. We're talking about July 26, 2014. We're talking about reality of wrestling, the famed training ground and organization of the WWE Hall of Famer, the five-time, 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 five-time WCW champion, Booker T. Talk to us. Take us back to that time when you kind of decided that you wanted to get into the world of professional wrestling. And then from there, starting off at Reality of Wrestling. So, growing up, I was always just like a huge fan. My family... Uh, really watched wrestling. My my mom's side of the family from Mexico, so they used to go see, you know, the Lucha shows down there, and they moved to the States. 
started going to the Lucha shows here and going to Paul Bosch's promotion in Houston. So my family was really uh, into it. So I naturally just started watching it because that's what, you know, everyone did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of just got hooked onto it. And I remember being seven years old and being like, hey, this is what I want to do. I want to be a wrestler. But, you know, you're set do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, it was just something that I always watched. And as I got older, um, I think when I was in high school, I probably stopped watching because it wasn't as cool anymore. <laughs> okay. But when I was in college, I started picking up, started, started picking it up again. And I remember uh, TLC, there was a TLC pay-per-view in Houston. And I got tickets to that uh, for Christmas. And so I was like, well, you know, let's see what else is going on. So then I found out Booker ran a show in Houston, too, and I had no idea. And it was the day right before that TLC pay-per-view. So I was like, you know what, screw it, but like, let me just go. Absolutely. So I went, and, you know, I didn't really expect too much out of it, to be honest. I kind of thought it was going to be, like, happy wrestling. I didn't really know. And this was my first ever indie show, so I go there, and I was, like, really impressed with... You know, the wrestlers. I remember the Usos were there, and it was crazy. Yeah, you picked a good first show to go to, obviously, because not many people get that that lucky of a production level for their first show. My first indie show was at a flea market uh, in a small town in North Carolina, and I saw Juan Hoobie Daniel, uh, real old, and my guys that were way out of the WCW and WOA level. Yeah, they were old, man. It was bad. But, yeah, not everybody gets that lucky of a, of a first indie shoot. Oh, I know. I, I did get really lucky. And I remember, so the Uthers were there, and Stevie Ray was there, Booker was there. And so after the show, I went up to Booker, and I was like, so how do I do this? And he just, like, signed up for my school. So I'm like, okay. Um, I went to what they have now. They're called Fantasy Camp. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much like where you get to just roll around and see kind of what it's like for a day. So I did that, and I had a lot of fun. And I was like, okay, like, I want to do this. I'm going to fight up for it. Um, I asked Booker how much it cost. He told me how much it cost. I was a poor college student, and I was in a sorority at the time. So I actually quit my sorority <laughs> and started training, like, maybe three, four weeks afterwards. And the school was probably, like, 20 minutes away from the university because I lived on campus. And so that's just what I started doing every single day. Yo, that is crazy. So you're telling me that you gave up one dream for another because I'll tell you one thing. I know that I know some women who have um, pledged sorority. I know some dudes that have uh, pledged fraternity. And that's something that people think about for years and years and years before they decided that's something that they want to do. And you decided that that dream was going to take a backseat to your new and improved uh, dream of professional wrestling? Pretty much. I mean, yeah, people take soror- like sorority life really seriously. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, you know, like, this is cool and everything, but like, this is what I really want to do. And they like looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, well, bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I speak for Cass and everybody else that we say we definitely made a decision that was fruitful because. You're really doing your thing. Talk to us a little bit more, if you can, about your time. Did you train directly with Booker T? Was he somebody who was kind of hands-on with you? So, Booker isn't like, he's there all the time. Mm -hmm. So, 
a lot of people think like because it's his school like and he's still with WWE like he's not there. He's there at least like two or three times a week. So you see him a lot. Okay. Um it's like the, he's not gonna be the one to teach what your expectation is of going to the school, like that's not what you're gonna get. Okay. You what you do that he more of it he'll watch. So we have like the guys that will teach you how to do the moves and he'll just sit there and watch. And uh, if he catches something, he'll stop what everyone is doing and then kind of give you a little lesson there and then let the training continue and then he'll continue to watch and kind of he'll always put in his two cents here and there. Um, And then we also have, uh, on Wednesdays, we have film study with him. So he, uh, if we all go into his office, he'll pick a match or we'll pick a match and we'll watch it with him and he'll stop and critique the whole thing tell you what's good about it, what's bad about it. And, I mean, he'll critique his own decisions, too. Like, he'll tell you, like, oh, I screwed up here. You know, so he'll he'll pick it apart that way. And then on Thursdays, we have uh, practice matches where we'll do matches in front of book, and then he'll critique them there. That's awesome. That's awesome. I know that, you know, from watching you in the ring and, and hearing you speak in interviews and things of like that in the past, that you are a tough person. There's There's nothing soft about you whatsoever, but... I got to ask, it has to be somewhat intimidating, or maybe I'm wrong, maybe maybe it's not for you, but it's got to, in my opinion, it would have to be somewhat intimidating to be performing and learning under the learning tree of such a famed Hall of Famer like Booker T. Were there any butterflies? Were there any nerves when you got started? When I met him at the indie show, I was super nervous because... I was there with my boyfriend at the time, and he was like, oh, let me take a picture with Booker T. So he was like, yeah, you take the picture. So I'm holding the phone trying to take the picture, and my hand is shaking because I'm so nervous. I've never gotten that way in front of anybody. Wow. So that was, like, my first time with him. But uh, it's funny because I get more nervous. Well, not anymore, but back in the day, I used to get really nervous doing stuff in front of Booker. And now it's to the point that it's kind of – hard for me to get nervous like when people are watching when certain people are watching because Booker is like so intimidating and he's so brutally honest that like to me you get more scarier than doing something in front of Booker. <laughs> I understand I understand. Was there any time that he gave you some critique that really hit you in the heart where like oh my god like this sucks but I'm going to take it on the chin and do what I got to do. Any moments to stand out when it comes to your interaction with of the Hall of Famer when he kind of corrected you on some things? Oh, God. Booker has, like, ripped me apart so many times. Well, we want to we hear. Give us a story, please. Oh, okay. I'll give you, like, a really funny story. Please. And I tell a story to a lot of people, but it's, it's so bad. So, Booker, he, not just, he doesn't just like to critique you. It's not, like, the only thing he does. He'll, like, test you. So it's not, it's, everything's always like a test with Booker just to see how you like react to certain situations. Okay. Because he's just like, you know, people quit, people give up, and people let things get to their head, you know, and he's just like, if you can't make this get at this level, if things are getting to your head at this level, you're never going to make it to the next level, meaning like WWE. He's like, there's so much stuff going up, going on up there to where, you know, it's like your actual livelihood that if you can't handle the things that are thrown your way here, there's no way you're going to make it there. So dog eat dog, dog, right? Dog eat dog. Yeah. So he, he'll, he'll, he'll test you in certain things to see how you react. Okay. So this was my test. So 
I remember I was doing a match. I'd been gone for nearly working for a little bit, so I was coming back. My first match back, I even remember I went to the gym and I got dressed up. I looked legitimately cute because I looked in the mirror and I was like, I look cute. <laughs> okay. So I, walked, so I go to the building, right? And like normally when we go to shows, that float, like everyone's just dressed in like workout clothes because, you know, you're going to roll around for a little bit. But I actually made the effort of wearing like something different, something nice. Okay. And so um, before the show starts, Booker likes to call you at his office and tell you what he wants from the match or, you know, he'll ask you what you're going to do or, you know, pretty much just want to go over stuff with you. So I get called into the office with uh, Kylie Ray, right? Because mm-hmm. we were fighting together at the time. And so he's like, yeah, you know, you're going to do a run-in. What are you going to wear? And I was like, well, I can swear this. And he was like, so you're going to show up to my show looking like an effing bum. And I was like, what? Whoa. <laughs> and, I look at, and I look at Kylie and I look at him and I'm like, this has to be a joke right now. And then he's just like, you're going to show up to my show looking like And I was like, I had like no words. And I was like, I thought he was joking for like the longest time. And I was like, okay. And he's like, you're off the show. Oh my god. He's like, Yeah, you're off the show. You're gonna show up looking like this, you're off the show. Mind you, I'm sitting next to Kylie Ray, who's wearing wet pants, flip flops, and like a John Cena t shirt. (laughs) 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 And I'm actually wearing something nice and I'm like looking at her and I'm looking at him. And then we leave the office and she like grabs me, she's like, Are you okay? And I'm like, Yeah, I just don't get it and she's like oh, I need to start bringing nicer clothes because this is all I brought. And you look like a bum, and I don't know what I look like. Oh, my so goodness. Like, yeah, I don't know. And so I got literally put off the show. My family, my friends were coming to the show. I had to text and be like, I'm off the show. And so I was like, okay, well, whatever. So I just sat through the show. This guy, Kevin, who is like Booker's right-hand man and like directs and produces the show, he like came up to me, he's like, You okay? And I'm like, Yeah, I'm fine and he was like, All right. And so I got to take a So I don't find out till like maybe legitimately like a year and a half later. Because I thought the whole time I must have looked like a bum. You must have <laughs> you, you think you showed up looking fly and booker like, T <laughs> I must have looked like a bum, I guess. That's the but so I guess a year and a half passes by and Kevin he comes up to me and we talked. We talked about that whole thing that happened. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "You know, you didn't." He's like, "You know, you didn't really look like a bum that day." And I was like, "I know I did it because I looked. I remember I looked cute." And he was like, "That was a test, by the way. That was Booker testing you to see if you would stay at the show and see if you like." Because that previously left, I was coming back. So he was like, "He just wanted to see if you were like really wanting to stay here." And I was like, "Oh, okay." Which I figured that's what it was at the time. I was like, he must be testing me on something. Wow. And then coming back and I'm like, yep. He was testing me. <laughs> I passed the test. Well, you definitely passed the test and you've been on the rise ever since. I mean, not gonna not gonna sit up here and fake the funk. I'm a dude. You know, my boy Big Cass, we're dudes. Like, you're a very attractive young lady. Just being honest. So you looking like a bum, highly unlikely. So I think the five-time champ was trying to test you and see if you were gonna be able to stand the heat, and clearly you did. I mean, I'm glad you didn't punk out, my friend. I'm glad you didn't punk out. <laughs> mind games. He was playing those mind games on you. 
Yeah, he'll 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 message you. The one thing that he'll do is like if you uh, if you get blown up in the ring, he'll call he'll call you lazy legs, and that's like the worst thing like Booker can call you is lazy legs because you'll legitimately be known to him as lazy legs for an entire year. Wow. That like that will be your name for a whole year. So it's like when someone gets called lazy legs, you're like oof. That's a rough one, kid. <laughs> okay, well, has the Renaissance woman ever been called Lazy Legs? No, I've never been called Lazy Legs. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's up. So that's that's an awesome story. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, I think it's really cool that you took us behind the curtain on that one. Um, obviously, that's that's your training ground. Reality of Wrestling is is really one of the best training uh, training grounds in the world, and Having Booker T as a leader and trainer and overseer is obviously a great thing. You wrestled a few times, uh, well, more than a few times, but I was going to actually talk about your couple of title shots that you got. You fought face uh, people like Kylie Ray and Miranda, uh, you know, re- Reality of Wrestling, Breaking Point. There were several title shots you got. You eventually did become a one-time uh, Diamond Division champion. Talk to us about your first title win. It's always, it doesn't matter what level, it doesn't matter what plateau when you strap gold around your waist that's a big deal that means somebody believes in you that means somebody's looking at you as the future so tell us what that was like and take us into your mind as you uh, became a champion for the first time so i actually became champion for a company called victory pro wrestling in corpus christy before i became the diamond champion okay gotcha so that was my first title so it was really cool because I was like, oh, man, this is like, this, this is what it feels like to hold a title. But my, I mean, winning the Diamond title at Reality Wrestling meant the most to me out of any, any, like, title that I'd ever gotten. Gotcha. Even to this day, like, nothing can, like, replicate that feeling, you know? So I've been there for a long time. They've given me, like, title shots and, you know, other things like that. and. You know, we were doing the ladies' night out show. It was the very first one, and I was wrestling Kylie. She was the champion at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, they told me we were going to do, it was the first, like, all-women's show in Texas, and we were the main event. And I love telling the story because it's so crazy. Please, please. So, so before, our, the match before us was Kira Hogan versus Sue Young, and they were in, like, a no-DQ match, mm-hmm. right? So naturally, they tear the house down right before me and Kylie go out. And uh, Bruce Pritchard, he actually works very closely with Reality of West Wrestling as well. He comes to a lot of our shows, and when Booker's not there, he's there. Okay. He gives us a lot of direction. So he was there at that show. And I remember, so Kira Hogan and Sue Young just finished their match, and me and Kylie are getting ready to go out. I'm already, like, super nervous because, um, you know, we're maining the show. And Bruce comes up to us. He's literally, like, running to us, which is kind of like a weird, like, sight. He's running to us, and me and Kyler are just looking at each other like, oh, crap, did we, like, mess up already? Like, what did we do wrong? And uh, he comes up to us, and he's like, did you just see that match? And we're like, uh, yeah. And he goes, they tore the house down. And we're like, I know. He's like, you have to follow that. And he's like, and you have to be better than that because you guys are the main event. Yeah, no, no pressure. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure no, at all. Yeah, no, no pressure no, at all, right? No like, I'm already, like, I'm already nervous as hell. Like, 
already know I'm gonna win. It's like, and, hey, uh, hey, Chris Jericho, hey, Triple H, you follow Hogan and Hogan and uh, and Rock, you'll be fine. Yeah, so I'm already like nervous out of my mind. Like, I pictured this moment for years, and then he's gonna tell me that, you know? So I'm already like, oh god, scary. Uh, so he tells me that, and then I look at Kylie and me and her, she's like, oh crap, like we're getting just more and more nervous. And so I go out, she goes out, uh, and we tore it down. Like it was such an amazing match. Even like looking back at it now. I'm still, like, so proud of that match. It was so good. And I remember there was this one part where she has me in her cross face, and I don't tap. I don't tap. And also, Shaw Guerrero's on commentary. Uh, Vicky Guerrero's on the show, too, watching. Oh, wow. So, so we have, she has me in the cross face. You know, I'm getting ready to tap, getting ready to tap, and I'm able to reverse it, and I'm... And I remember when I put the cross face on Kylie, which is like her submission move, the crowd just like loses their freaking mind. And I remember we look at the commentators, um, we look at Brad and, and Matt and Shaw, and they're standing up like losing their mind. Because I think they thought that was the finish. They don't know what the finish is. And so I look at them, and I'm like, holy crap, we got them. And so the crowd is going crazy. We're getting like, this is awesome chance. And finally, the match ends. You know, you can even see me when the rest is counting, like, one, two, three. I instantly, I just start crying. I can't help it. And so I start crying. I, like, see me crying. And I look, and my mom's there. My friends are there. I look back at Kylie, and she, like, sticks her hand out to, like, shake my hand. And I shake her hand, and she pulls me in for a hug, and she's just, like, take it in, like, you deserve this, we did an amazing job, and, like, her saying that to me, like, made me cry even more, I told her to stop, I was like, stop, stop, <laughs> and then we get to the back, everyone's clapping, Booker's clapping, he's standing right there, and he tells us, he was like, that's the best women's match you've ever had at Reality of Wrestling. Wow. Nice. And then, and then he grabs uh, Kylie in one arm, and then I'm in his other arm, and he looks at Kylie and he's like, I'm really proud of you. And then he looks at me and he goes, but I'm really proud of you. And he like gives us both like a big hug. And then we both just start crying. <laughs> Yo, you got a congratulatory hug from Booker T. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, and then that was like the craziest, that was the craziest night ever. I was so happy. Well, I think I you so put happy. the world on notice. Is that how you feel? Because the way the way it sounds, because like I, I, like I said, me, me and Kaz have done our research before this interview. and you know, we, we know where you come from and what you've done. So, I mean, do you feel like that's what puts you on the map? Do you feel like that's when you really say, hey, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I can do this and I can do it on a high level? Yeah, so that was my first time ever main eventing a show. That was my first time ever going, like, 15 minutes with someone. Right. And I didn't think that I could do it. And we did it. And then I remember uh, after I got the title... I was just, you know, thinking and stuff, and, you know, Kylie Ray is an amazing wrestler. She can have an amazing match with anybody. You know, I, I, that's why I love wrestling. That's why everybody loves wrestling her, because she just makes everyone look good. Right. Um, I remember thinking, I was like, I don't want anyone to look at that match and think, you know, it was only good because she wrestled Kylie, or it was only good, like, it was a fluke. 
You know what I mean? Because at that point, that was probably one of my the best match of my career at that point. Well, you definitely and proved I, a lot. Yeah. So I remember thinking those things, and I remember having this title, and I remember being like, I can't have a crappy match ever again. Like, I can never... Every match that I have has to be at, like, that caliber. So I just... Having that title and having, like, Booker and trust me with that, I was like, I... If I had the power, like, the match is going to be amazing. And so I don't know if it gave me, like, an extra boost of confidence that maybe that I needed at the time, but once I got that title, I felt, and once I wrestled Kylie, I just felt like everything just kind of started to take off a little bit. That's what's up. That's what's up. You know, I think, I think you know, I speak for many when I say that you're representing, you know, the, the true grit and determin- determination that it needs and that it takes to be you know, a professional wrestler and succeed because a lot of people, you know, try their whole life to get a foot in the door, right? So you achieve that. Awesome. But then it's even harder to not only get a foot in the door, but to kind of make, you know, I keep, I guess I'll keep with the foot analogy, get a footprint and start, you know, making a name for yourself. And I mean, you read the internet, you read the articles, you, you watch TV, you check YouTube, you see the comments. Talk to us about and talk to the fans about, like you said, you knew that you could do this. You knew, hey, you know what? I can never suck because if I suck, I've already set the bar. I can never suck. I got to keep it on a high level. You're starting to see what people are talking about. You're starting to see, you know what? High end. She's the future. High end. She's legit. You know, all these different bookings you're getting and all these different opportunities you're getting that you earned. Talk to us about how that feels. Talk to us about your validation in the business. You know, I don't really pay attention too much about what the internet says. Okay. much about what I... To be honest, I'm probably like my worst critic. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm never really satisfied with any of my matches because I'm just the worst critic on myself. Um, My... I always look to Booker, honestly, for my validation, if anything. He, um, and I always welcome feedback from everyone. So I never, you know, I know I've had, like, pretty good matches and, you know, things are going really well for me, but I'm not ever complacent in it. I'm still trying to seek out as much criticism as I can because although, you know, I, everyone's goal is to go, WWE, you know, get a contract somewhere, do this full time and get paid, you know? Mm-hmm. But my my ultimate goal really is to just become the best wrestler. Um, that I want to be like Mercedes Martinez. Like, that's what I want to be like. And so the only way to get that way is to continue, like, to seek the feedback to get better. You know, so I, my biggest validation, I guess you could say, is just whenever I get that feedback, really from Booker, because he... You know, he's seen me from when I was a little scrub to where I am now. And his critiques um, and his feedback, every time I've utilized it, every time that I, you know, put it in my matches, has always taken me to another level. So when I get that nod from him, that's what uh, means a lot to me. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. We appreciate you talking about that. So... As you continue to grow, we're talking about 2014, going through your time at 
you know, reality of wrestling and your your first title win and, you, you know, you're, you're starting to roll a little bit. You go to Inspire Pro Wrestling or to VIP Wrestling. You're wrestling on these big shows. You're getting opportunities. You're getting title matches. You're getting exposure. And then you get a phone call, I'm sure. I'm, I'm assuming a phone call. You could correct me if I'm wrong. But you get contacted or you get directed or whatever it may be. We're talking about August 29, 2016. We're talking about you going to the show. Uh, at least that's what I like to call it. We call it the show. We're talking about WWE. You're on Raw. You're going to be facing Nia Jax, August 29, 2016. You're smelling the popcorn. You're seeing the fans. You're, you're backstage. Please, please walk us through that night. I'm sure something that you consider to be a highlight of your career. You're wrestling on the flagship show of the world's biggest company against Nia Jax. Talk about it. So that one's actually pretty sore, too. So... I show up to the venue at the Toyota Center in Houston, like my hometown. Mm-hmm. I, um, you know, we get there, we're in catering, you know, you do the whole the whole thing, you know, when you're an extra, you find some paperwork, blah, blah, blah. So we go to catering. Um, John Cohn, who's a referee, but he also helps run the talent relations portion, he comes up to and he's like, you grab your gear, and he points to one of the guys. And he looks around, he's like, all right, guys, that's, that's all I need. Oh, wow. The whole money thing. But I didn't think that they were going to use me. And I was like, okay, cool. So if you go backstage, they always have this amazing catering, like the most delicious food. And they have, like, a table full of just, like, cakes and dessert. Nice. And I've been eyeing, I've been eyeing this piece of pie, mind you, the whole <laughs> night. So I... <laughs> So they did. So I was like, "Oh, they're not using me. I can't eat like crap now because I'm dieting, knowing that they're gonna come here. And now that they're not gonna use me, now I can eat like a pig." Uh oh! I think I life. know. I think I know where this is going. So that's literally like the biggest piece of pie, and I just like go to town on it, right? I, <laughs> I literally as soon as I finish with my piece of pie, and the fork is like on the table, I'm done. I'm finished eating. He comes up to me. He's like, "So did you bring your gear?" And I'm like, "Uh huh." He's like, "Can you go put it on?" And I was like, God, "This would be my freaking luck. Like, I just ate like crap." Oh my I god! Totally I was like, "Oh yeah, sure." <laughs> so I go put my gear on. Um, I talked to Nia, who's like, one of like, she's so nice, by the way. And I've been backstage both like since then, and she still remembers me. So she's a really nice person. Oh, that's what's up. Um, and so you know, um. They pretty much told me what I was going to do. So I was like, okay, cool. That's awesome. Uh, and then so I uh, we go to the back. We go out. I come out during a commercial break. And um, so the, the lights are kind of dimmed in the arena. Right. And um, so while I'm waiting for, you know, her to come out, I, uh, I like, look around. Uh, the referee is just like, there's, you know, 17,000 people in Toyota Center right now. He's oh like, it's sold out. Awesome. And he's like, and, and he's like, and there's millions of people watching. So take this time and like, just soak it all in. Is what he told me when we're in the ring. So I was like, okay. So he told me that and I start looking around and I was like, this is crazy. And then yeah, the lights Did you get recognized though? I don't know. Because I noticed like, when I go to shows, like a lot of the local talent that works, like people will recognize them. So were people, anybody Yeah. 
So I had got people that I went to high school with, like, message me and, like, send me pictures. They're like, I saw you. And they were, like, in the crowd. That's always cool. The lights come on. Through, and I was like, all right, go time. And so um, I got to the, we did, you know, the scene. We get to the back. Triple H is in Gorilla. And I look at him. I'm like, is everything okay? And he's like, you did good, kid. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. So, like, I took his hand and I went back. And I was like, this is so crazy. And then, like, I looked down, I get my phone, and then everything's, like, blowing up. And I was like, oh, crap. That's so cool. <laughs> you went to the dance. That's you went awesome. to the show. That's tremendous, man. Oh, my God. I can only imagine how, how excited you were. I mean, but you know something? The fact of the matter, I know it's going to sound like I'm preaching to you now, but I think you'll agree with this. You earned that moment. You know what I'm saying? You, you were in that position because you worked hard for it. So I know that... Um, that moment meant extra. It wasn't just handed to you. You put yourself in a position and worked hard enough to get there. And that's why you were able to have that experience. And you hold that experience, I'm sure, with you everywhere you go to the point uh, where you're just going to continue using that as motivation. Am I right? Yeah. I was like, I can get back in that ring, but like, not get beat up this time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You know, uh, it reminds me when you just say that, it reminds me of the old Hardy Boy uh, Hardy Boy uh, clips that you see of them when they were doing doing jobs back in the day um, on Superstars and Wrestling Challenge. And now a couple of years later, they were, you know, tag champs and doing their thing. So, you know, obviously you're already well on your way. And that brings us to the current day, because I kid you not. Shimmer's on fire right now. You know, I, I, you know, we we make sure that we watch. We, you know, at Bodyslam.net again, founder and CEO uh, Cassidy Haynes with us, and us over at uh, HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com. Definitely pay close attention to Shimmer Wrestling, and you're on your way to a uh, pay per view. It's not only WrestleMania weekend, y'all. It is Shimmer weekend, so we're looking forward to Saturday and Sunday, and you are going to be part of those two shows and. We want to know, Friday, right? You're on Friday. Aren't is you? it Friday? Okay. Yes, Friday. Okay. Last weekend was Saturday and Sunday. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. last week was the double shots. This is Friday, I think. On the it's 1:13. Right? It's Super 1:13 on Friday. Yes. Okay. At noon, I believe. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And it's gonna be it's gonna be available on Fight TV as well. How do you feel about this upcoming weekend? It's a big weekend for you guys, right? Yeah, I'm super excited. Super super excited. Well, tell your match. Do you know who your match is again? Yeah, yet? tell us. Tell us your role. It. Tell us your role in this coming uh, pay per view coming up. I really have no idea who I'm wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know who was being other than just the uh, the main event with what Samantha Heist and uh, Seth. Uh, yeah, Seth. I was trying to think it was Zoe. Zoe Sky, right? Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't have to do what you were doing yet. No, I wasn't sure. No, I have no idea yet. No idea, but you, I mean, obviously you're going to be featured in some way, and I'm sure that you tell us about your, you know, your opinion of, of Shimmer as a whole. Like I know that you're entwined in that organization, doing your thing, and obviously it's a very highly respected organization in women's wrestling. And like I said, in this era of the women's evolution, you know, we're for God's sakes, we're having a triple threat women's match main event WrestleMania. So I mean, women's wrestling has never been hotter. So. Talk to us about uh, your role in Shimmer. Talk to us about how you feel the organization stacks up and what you guys are doing over there. I debuted for Shimmer last year in April. Mm -hmm. And I've been on the show since then. I mean, I love being a part of it. Um, it's, 
honestly, when I debuted for Shimmer, I was so, like, emotional, I guess, because I was just like, this is what I've wanted for so long. And this was, like, my dream to come to Shimmer. Like, that was one of my biggest goals. And, you know, to be featured on there with the best of the best, um, and any wrestling right now, it's amazing. And you get to have matches. And not only do you get to have matches with girls that are just extraordinarily talented, they give you so much time to put together, you know, an incredible match. Sometimes you go on a show and it's like, girls, you have five minutes. Girls, you have eight minutes, you know? And over there they're like, you have 10, you have 12, you have 15. So they give you time to really showcase what you have. And it's not like, oh, you know, this person's going to get squashed or blah, blah, blah. It's like they elevate everybody. And everyone's a superstar, which is what I love. Um, and like I said, everyone's super talented. You have so many amazing minds there. You have cheerleader Melissa. You have Mercedes. You have Lexi Five backstage who, you know, you can always run through your match with somebody. You can bounce off ideas with, with anybody there. And even though you might have a good idea, they'll, give, they'll add, you know, have something to add to it to just make it even better. And every time I'm there, I literally always learn something from someone. And you can just sit there and watch all the matches on, on all the shows and just take notes and learn. And that's what I love to do, honestly, is just to sit there and watch the show because the show's so good. And you can always learn something from that and take it back with you. Because uh, I know I've done that a million times. <laughs> every time I go, I'm like, okay, going to work on that on training. going to try this. going to try that. <laughs> <laughs> Last weekend was great. Those double, the, the double headers. How... How was that weekend for you? That was a busy weekend you guys did last week. You, you wrestled, what, you wrestled four times or just last I wrestled, weekend? Uh, yeah, three. I wrestled three times. I did, yeah, I did three. I did um, a scrambled match, I did a singles, and then I did a tag. Yeah. Talk to us about yeah, that. Was, that, was, that was a lot of wrestling last weekend. I was, yeah. I was, it was, I was, a I was watching both. How, uh, how was Mercedes? Because uh, I, I didn't, she, she okay? Because that, that looked pretty bad on from what I thought. She didn't move much after that. I was, I, that's all that they said she was, she's going to be fine, but I didn't do anything else, like how she was doing after that. Yeah, she went to go get checked out. She had some bruised ribs, uh, but she did end up coming back uh, later on. Uh, so she was there. I know I, I ended up making a taco run for her. <laughs> so I brought yeah, her back. everybody. Yeah, so she, she stayed back. She was able to leave and come back, and she got checked out. Um, and she watched the rest of the show. So I know she said she's fine. She's just a little beat up. But, I mean, I'm just glad that, you know, it wasn't any serious than that because they like if you know her like once you like talk to her and you've been around her and I was like you know that she's like she's tough like yeah. she's tough so for something to just like um you know take her down like that you know that it's pretty pretty bad because you know I know that she'll she pushes through anything you know so all the girls are really concerned but um I'm I was glad to hear that she was okay yeah, I was worried because intermissions took forever, and then it just—I I didn't really say much until right there at the end. And I was a little—I was a little concerned about how long they were gone for after that before they came back. So, yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, I was, she. Yeah, I was gonna say she. She did the May Young and Classic was this last year. Uh, have is that something you're wanting to do or trying to do, or she, is that something you would be interested in doing yourself? Yeah, I mean, I would love to do the May Young. That would be freaking awesome. So we'll see. May Young's very hopefully. But if not, you know, like I said, that's not really like my ultimate goal. I'm just trying to be the best that I can be. What does that mean? What does that mean, high end? Like, 
you, you say you want to be the best. I think that was an awesome uh, table that, that Cassidy just set talking about the Mae Young Classic. And you say, okay, well, the Mae Young Classic would be awesome. You have, a, I can tell by the tone of your voice, you have a lot of respect for that tournament, a lot of respect for that platform. But you say, I'm not really worried about that. I just want to be the best I can be. Tell us what that means. I know that sounds kind of like a silly question, but it, it, it's important because your definition of being the best may not be my definition or anybody else's definition. What is it that you're trying to do? In regards to the best, um, I know my trainer, Gino, who um, I've been able to wrestle him before in the intergender match, which was so much fun to play. Um, being in the ring with him just, like, showed me and how good he is, showed me just how much more there is to learn. Um, and I just want to be at his level. Even my other trainers, too, that they can just go in there they don't have to call anything in the back. They can just go there and just work a match and have it be really good. And everybody that gets in the ring with them looks good because they make them look good. That's how I want to be, to where I can literally just work with anybody and just, hey, we don't have to call anything. Like, I can just work on the fly like that. That's what I want to be able to do. Wow. that's I respect that. I respect that. we got two big championship matches coming up this weekend. We have the Shimmer Championship match. Nicole Savoy and Allison Kay, and obviously we have WrestleMania coming up. We have uh, Ronda Rousey, we have Charlotte Flair, we have Becky Lynch. I'd like predictions. Obviously, one hits much closer to home, but I'd like predictions on both of those matches. As someone that I'm sure all of us feel will be a future champion in the industry, talking to you, we want to get your opinion on those uh, the the two big matches, uh, women title matches that are coming up this weekend. Um, Nicole, I think I think Nicole Savoy is going to retain. Okay. That's, that's just what I think. I mean, I don't know anything. I just <laughs> um, in regards to the Mania match, um, I think I think Becky Lynch is going to take it. Okay. How do you feel that match has been put together? Do you like the way it's been structured and the storyline and everything that's brought together? I think it's been a little, uh, me and uh, Cassidy have talked off the air, I think it's been a little clustered as it pertains to like, Okay, well, Becky won the Royal Rumble, but she had to jump through all these hoops. Typical, classic, enjoyable storyline, but I feel like there were too many hoops to jump through. How do you feel about how that thing has come together? I, I mean, I honestly think that I like how they've been putting it together. And the only reason why I say that is because everyone's still talking about it. True, true. And everybody's exactly. going to watch it, you know? So I think I think they did their job, you know, to get to get people to want to watch it. Is high end gonna be a future Royal Rumble winner? Man, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta say it with your chest. Say it like you mean it. <laughs> yes. There you go. There you go. That's what's up. Yo, we, you know, I, I really appreciate this. You know what I'm saying? When um, I don't mind saying this on the air. I think the people need to hear. You know, obviously, Cassidy Haynes, uh, Bodyslam.net has been very good to me as it pertains to helping my platform continue to grow over at Hubbard Wrestling Weekly. And we work together. I do the editorials for him. And he said to me, he said, you know what? I got Hyann. She wants to be on the show. Or we asked, I asked her to be on the show. And she humbly accepted. And I was excited because, honestly, like I said, I do feel like not blowing any smoke because we talked off the air. Cassidy will back me up. I feel like you're the future. I feel like you're a key element, a key piece in the future of women's wrestling. So um, I really appreciate you being on the show. I mean, you brought us so much uh, good content and good insight on, on your career and wrestling in general. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much. 
much for having me. Yeah, I feel like I got a good eye for talent as well. I, 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 I was like, I took I I I you out of the show the other day to ask. I was like, that's who I want to talk to because I, I see you going somewhere for sure. I, uh, I mean, I got, I said the same thing with my buddy, uh, Dennis Wilder, eight, ten years ago when we were wrestling and when he was wrestling here in North Carolina. I was like, that guy's. He'll be somewhere. Same thing with my buddy Chase. I picked those two out of gyms and Waynesville, so I tend to think that I got an eye for this. So I, I see you going somewhere. So I thought I'd like to get in on her now before it's impossible to get an interview with her. So <laughs> yes, and then we got in before you go out of town. You're going to Japan. Yeah, no yeah, I was like, we definitely got to get I maybe mean, three months. Like you said, you're leaving uh, for a, what, three months before Japan. So like, we got to get this interview in now because you never know what could happen in three months, man. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Talk to us. Then, no doubt. I'm glad. He, I'm glad Cassidy brought that up. You're on your way to Japan. Please talk about that a little bit before we let you go because I know that's going to be a big time tour for you. Yeah, it's going to be my first time going uh, with Marvelous. Uh, I'm just so I'm excited, but I'm just so nervous because. There's just, you know, so much unknown. But I'm really looking forward to training there. And, um, you know, I, I spoke to, you know, Eddie Kingston. I spoke to a lot of people that have been there. And they're just, they're just like, bring your notebook. Write everything down. Write everything down. And I was like, noted. <laughs> we'll write everything down. So, so are you I'm worried about the language there? Do you speak any Japanese at all? Or do you... No, I don't. I'm kind of worried about that too. My um, one of the guys here at Row, he went to his name's Ryan Davidson. He was at DDT last year, and then he's going back to DDT. I think when I be, when I come back is when he leaves. Um, and he was telling me he's like it's not as hard as you think it is because I was like freaking out and I was <laughs> he so he likes to calm me down. I always go to him. I'm like oh I don't know about this, and so he's just like it's not gonna be that bad. He's like you'll be fine. If I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> and so he was just like, it's not, he's like, it's not as hard as people think it is. He's like, you're overthinking it. And I was like, okay, as long as, as long as we both know I'm overthinking it. That's awesome. Yeah, I, uh, what, what, so three months, uh, how many shows did you a week? Like, did you know yet, like, what their kind of schedule like over there? Um, Ray, this girl, Ray Lynn, she was just over there. She says that it seemed like, um, like, you can be doing up to three shows a week. It really just depends. She's, but she did tell me it is a lot different than the States in that, um, like, for example, um, we usually do shows on, like, Saturday, Sunday, Friday, sometimes Thursday. Um, but there is, like, Monday morning, Wednesday night, Saturday. So it's just, like, it's a weird time, so she was just like, yeah, you know, just be, that's, that's the culture difference there, too. And, and are they traveling to different cities in Japan, or is it mostly stationed in one spot, and then, you know? Um, from my understanding, they travel. Actually, I spoke with Nyla Rose um, on Friday, because um, she actually started out going to Marvelous. So before she actually signed with All Elite, I, like, messaged her, and I was like, hey, they just contacted me to go, like, can you tell me more about it? So she was giving me like all this information about Marvelous, and like really put it over big. So I was like, okay, cool, I'm gonna go. Um, and then I saw her on Friday because she was there at Rise, and I talked to her some more about it. And she's the sweetest person in the world. Like she was, she like grabbed me. And she was like, literally, if you have any questions, call me, message me. I know there's a time difference, but it'll be okay. Like I'll get back to you. So she's she's also been helping me out when it comes to that as well. 
That's what's up. Nyla Rose is a former guest of the show. She's she's a friend of the show. She's a really cool person. I love her. She's amazing. Yeah, she's dope. I had her I had her on the show a couple of times and uh she's been nothing but gracious. So we shout out to Nyla Rose. You know what I'm saying? We got a lot a lot of big things going on with her, uh on her way to, you know, double or nothing on May twenty fifth. Big deal for her. But yo, we wanna thank you, um, Hyann, for, for your for your graciousness of coming on the show. Um it's been a pleasure, you know what I'm saying? Like, before we let you go, let everybody know where they can find you on social media and remind us all about your upcoming dates. Okay, perfect. So, I, on Twitter, I am underscore the Hyon, so the H-Y-A-N, and then on Instagram, just the Hyon. Um, upcoming dates um, this weekend is Shimmer. Um at Laboom at noon, and then I'm off to Marvelous for three months. So I'll see you guys in three months. We'll see you when you get back. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Awesome. No doubt. We wish you nothing but the best. Safe travels. You know what I'm saying? Come back to the state safe and sound. Learn everything you can. You're well on your way to superstardom. We appreciate you. All right. All right. Thank you so much. No doubt. Before we let we everybody go, we want to let. No doubt. No doubt. We want to make sure we let everybody know where to find Cassidy Haynes as well. Let them know where to find you, bro. That's uh, right. You can uh, you can read uh, read all my work at bodyslam.net. Uh, follow the website account on Twitter at bodyslam.net. Uh, my personal Twitter account uh, is at Cashole with three O's. C A S S H O O O L E. And I'll be popping in with uh, Sean. No doubt, man. That's what's up. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to get up out of here and enjoy this tremendous, awesome weekend of professional wrestling. This weekend is truly for us, the professional wrestling fan, and we here at Hubbard Wrestling Weekly are so happy to talk to you guys about it and bring you the very best in the world of professional wrestling. We got NXT TakeOver. We have two tremendous shows featuring Hyon at Shimmer Wrestling. We have an Impact is putting on a special show. I believe MLW is putting on a show. House of Glory. G1 Supercard from Madison Square Garden featuring New Japan and Ring of Honor. And of course, on Sunday, WrestleMania 35. It's going to be a crazy weekend. I can't wait to get it all started. And I'm so happy that you guys decided to get it started with the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly podcast i appreciate you all for listening so with that being said i am the host founder and ceo of hubbard wrestling weekly sean hubbard he is the founder and chief editor of bodyslam.net my guest host for this evening cassidy haynes and she is the renaissance woman shimmer superstar and our very special guest for tonight miss hyan and this is the hubbard wrestling weekly podcast heard right here on hubbardwrestlingweekly.com iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, The Daily Smart, and now on Bodyslam.net. We'll check you next time. Peace. This has been a production of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com, home of the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly podcast. The very best in professional wrestling, both independent and mainstream. The ideas and content of this show are the exclusive property of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com. The opinions of its hosts and guests are theirs and theirs alone, as this show and website are not associated with any professional wrestling organization.